Hey guys, Jimmy Wags here, and I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecasts, so when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecasts of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers, hats, t-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYYELLOW and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code SLOPPYYELLOW, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecast and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com. Bradley, last week on the show, we was hoping, all three of us were hoping for a good race. We thought, hey, it's going to be in the daytime. Maybe that's different. We've run that race in the nighttime, and it's not been uh, stellar, to say the least. Just maybe, just maybe, um, getting it out there and, and getting it started in the daylight might just help us. And, Billy, um, that race was uh, fucking atrocious. It um, was, well, it was a typical Richmond race, boring as fuck until the last little bit uh, of the race. I didn't think that there's not one redeeming quality that that track has for me as a fan. I, and, and even though it's in Virginia, right there in the, uh, the NASCAR belt, if you will, that race is so goddamn boring and so, so damn uninteresting that I didn't watch it uh, on TV. Uh, I, I may have seen, uh, shit, 40 laps. I'm not sure you watched any laps. I don't think any of us in our text group watched more than 40 laps. And it's a, it's a damn disgrace because there's plenty of tracks that we don't go to that we could. And I, I, I don't know. This, this track has been um, a pisser of a racetrack since uh, 2006 when the car tomorrow came out. And there is no hope in sight uh, moving forward. I just It's one of those races where it's an off weekend as far as I'm concerned. Billy, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, what, do you, what, what did you think of the race or this weekend? What, what, what are your thoughts on it? It's so funny you talked about the car tomorrow because I think that was probably the last legitimate uh, Richmond race that was worth a shit, that, you know, those big-ass wings. That track, I don't know if that had something to do with it or what, but Richmond has been so boring over the past 
to ten years, it's been hard to watch. Yeah, it's been it's been hard to watch, and you know, Rob brought some some hopeful information in um, that because it was different, you know, riding there in the daytime and that sort of thing. But it, it was is same old Richmond as far as as far as I'm concerned. Rob, uh, not not to uh, yeah. uh, beat a dead horse, but um, obviously the number six team uh, uh, did not enjoy their trip. Uh, their trip to Richmond there as well. Uh, care to expand on anything, or you want to move on? Sure. No, I'll we'll touch on that real quick. My, you know, it's good to talk about things. You know, get them off, get them off your shoulders. You know, when you're stressed out and totally maxed out, and you know, just feel like you know crawling in a hole. But anyway, moving on. Um, so we were. I mean, our car was. We were a little off to start with. Mm-hmm. Like he felt like he was wrecking loose early before the competition yellow, and uh, we think we made some adjustments and headed in the right direction. Um, and the the strategy there is you don't run you don't run till you're empty on gas. You'll basically split your fuel run in half. So instead of just pitting once during a stage, you're going to pit twice. And what happened was we, and there's typically like even the last race and and this past Sunday there was two, two good green flag runs. So, and you know at a short track, especially when you got the guys up front like the 19 and um, the 11. I mean they were really good, yep. and putting lots of cars laps down in a hurry. And you you go through green flag stops, and if you're not up there with them, you know, you take a chance on losing one, losing a lap during a green flag cycle. So, at any rate, um, we came off pit road and ended up getting wrecked on that green flag cycle and uh, had to come down and pit. Well, that put us in a bind as far as tires go. So now not only did we lose any little bit of track position that we had and a chance to recover and be on the lead lap, now we're going to we're going to pit under that caution, put tires on it. Now you've just used your second set of tires for that stage after only three laps yeah. on them. Yeah. So to conserve your tire set for later in the race, you had to go ahead and just rough it out the rest of the state. Well, we lost two more laps in that process because the tire fall off was so dramatic. And after all the leaders pitted again for fresh tires and we were staying out on those old tires, we were like two seconds slower. Yeah. So that just made a bad day even worse. And we just never, we never really got the car underneath of him. Um, and it was it was a it, it had potential to be a decent day. I don't think we were going to have a great day. I think it had potential to be a decent day, but once we got spun and got behind, um, that pretty much yeah really ruined everything. So anyway, thanks for letting me get that off my chest. You know, it's good to talk to people. No, that's good. Issues and everything, but yeah, so. Moving on, we're going to go from one of our smaller tracks to one of our bigger tracks. Talladega, and I know everybody's excited about that. So go ahead. Yes, sir. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny you 
mention that, Rob, because when, when all that shit happened to you guys, I, I literally was starting to think Richmond may be the worst track on the circuit to to try to get laps back. We've seen it even at Bristol. Um, yeah. You know, when Dale Jr. is, it, he had to recycle. His, when Peyton Manning was at Bristol there a couple years yeah. ago. Um, I, I mean, Dale, what what he terrible was, timing for that to happen? Watch two laps. Horrible. horrible. Yeah, it was like like within the first couple laps, mm. and uh, I'll be damned if you know that he was able to get back up there. But you get in a place like Richmond. It's, it's not as big as a mile and a half. It's not a short track where a bunch of shit can happen. And you get out there and you and you um, uh, you, you get wrecked. Then you got to use those two tires. And now there's stage breaks. Holy shit, dude! It's a long green flag. Run. Oh my god! You're, yeah. you're talking about a hard ass track to come back from. And I didn't realize just how difficult it was until I saw the six get into some trouble and some other guys get in some trouble. Billy, I, I got to tell you, to, to make a lap back up at Richmond may be as hard as any track on the circuit. Yeah, the most impressive thing I saw was Martin Truex Jr. pitted under green flag and never lost a lap. That was yeah. that was huge, I thought, as a fan. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, that, that when I first started going to NASCAR races – is I realize just how how important it is to get off of pit road. Getting on pit road, everybody sees that, but but the TV cameras don't really show a car coming off the end of pit road, cycling around turn two and getting up and blended. And and I, I watch Casey Kane make up six spots at New Hampshire just because he could get off of pit road and back onto the track faster than most. I think he and Kyle Busch might have been the two best at getting at getting off pit road. But Martin Truex Jr. is a is another stellar guy at getting. He knows what it takes to get off a of pit road and blend right in there. Rarely does he have trouble. Um, it's it's rare, but that guy is pushing the envelope as much as anybody um, uh, anybody in the garage. And and I thought it was just I thought it was just great for him to do that. Billy, we saw very few passes up and down the field. You and I have said many times this season. I mean, I, I don't know what you want. There was passing for 18th, there was passing for 12th, there was passing for 30th, uh, there was passing up and down the field. Not so much at Richmond, was there? No, not at all. And, you know, right there at the end of the race, there was a little bit, you know, of course, you know, Alex Bowman and Greg Eyes made a hell of a call pumping them air. The pressure's up to be able to take the lead. So I was hoping people didn't vote it was a good race just on that. Well, the one the one thing I will say is none of us saw uh, Denny Hamlin losing that race. Nobody saw Denny oh, Hamlin losing that race. Um, and so the finish to Richmond, after I've bashed the shit out of it for the last 10 minutes, the finish to Richmond was absolutely a fan's delight. I had zero idea. I mean, you thought maybe can can Bowman do this? Can Bo-? And then when it happened, you're like, holy shit, Billy! It was absolutely phenomenal to see what the 48 could do to get around the 11 in the muscle pass there. I, I and listen, as much as I bashed Richmond, it was a perfect setup for a great finish, and it absolutely delivered thanks to the 48. Those guys were honestly, and I. I I don't think there's anybody in Vegas that put odds of Denny Hamlin losing that race there at the end and, and Alex Bowman, of all people, beating him. No, and how cool is it that Alex Bowman won in that 48, took Allie to their first victory 
And, you know, Jimmy yep. Johnson had them for two years. You would have never thought Jimmy Johnson would be their first victory. But And then he gets that first win for the 48 when Jimmy Johnson is making his debut, debut in Indy. Well, yeah. I remember when Alex Bowman was driving to Dr. Pepper, Pepper number 23. Yeah. And, um, and and I always says, man, that guy, shit, he's in pretty terrible equipment, but, hell, he's he's pretty good race car driver. And so um, when he started moving up a little bit, and I, I was excited to see him, and, and it's good to see a guy like Alex Bowman get in a ride and do something with it. He's got some wins under his belt. It's not a fluke. He's done – he's a damn good driver, and he's proven that. A lot of guys, Billy, don't get that – get that opportunity. Rob, you've seen probably hundreds of guys who can drive, just not get an opportunity in a quality ride. And, um, and, and here's a guy like, like Alex Bowman that comes up there and, and gets one. And it, it's yeah. a, it's kind of a feel good thing, you know, in the sport, in the garage, but Rob, what it does for us here is it, it, I mean, I, nobody picked this to happen. Here we are another winner, you know, moving forward here, Rob, this, this Anything can happen in this season. It's got to be almost mind-boggling to be in the garage and trying to figure something out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, again, everybody, I think everybody in the place, everybody and their dog in the place thought that that was the 11th race. The 22, I mean, kind of had a shot at it, but, you know, then the, you know, the 22 actually, didn't the 22 like drive around the 11 there for a little bit? Yeah, the 11 yep. got the lead back on uh, that last pit stop. They, that damn made yep. like an outstanding pit stop. Yeah. Yep. The 11 got the lead back, drove away, and it's like, all right, this race is over. Denny's got to yep. win. And then all of a sudden, the 48 passed the 22 like he was parked. And, I mean, we were – Guys on the six. I mean, we were just listening to the radio and just like, okay, let's just finish this out and <laughs> keep the car in one piece and let's just yeah. go home because it's been an awful day. Yeah. And it's looking at lap times. It's like, heck, man, this forty-eight can can catch the eleven here. It's going to be big. And yeah. when he drove underneath the eleven, I mean, the eleven fought him really hard. When he drove underneath the eleven, it's like, okay, now the eleven's on the outside. I'm like. It ain't going to take long. Well, I got 48 fast. Yeah. And that was all over but the shout. And the only thing that was going to save – the only thing that was going to save the 11 – once the 48 got around him, the only thing that was going to save the 11 was another caution. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't going to have a shot. Yeah. Right. If we had any more, any more laps than what we did, assuming that I was pumped those tire pressures up, you know, eventually oh, yeah. that was going to oh, go yeah. away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean – in, in that situation, to get on a little tire side there, in that situation, usually anything, and it goes pretty much everywhere except for maybe this weekend in Dega, uh, you get a late race stop. I mean, in short tracks, it's obviously the lap number is a little bit higher. You know, it might be like 30 to go, but most places about 20 to go. You've got, you've got deltas that are, you're like, you know, plus, uh, just throw some numbers out there, like plus two rights, plus one left at 30 to go at 20 to go it might be plus three and plus two at 10 to go it might be plus four and plus three uh because you're basically looking at damn near a qualifying pass you want those you want those tires to get up and go right now 
because you're not, you know, you're not trying to make a 50 lap run. You're trying to make a 10 lap run or an eight lap run or whatever. So obviously, you know, when you're qualified, you pump the tires up, even though we haven't had qualifying in a year and a half or a little over a year or whatever, but that's what you do. You have high air pressure for qualifying. So you do the same thing for a short run, pump them up. And I'm, and I would be, I would be surprised if the rest of the field didn't do that. You know what I mean? It's just the 48 made the right adjustments at the right time and boom, it worked out for him. And they, you know, and they drove around the 11 and the 11 was good all night. I was was very surprised um, who didn't have a good race. And that was the five, Billy. I, 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 I was shocked. Rob, I think you picked him and I was like, shit, I I can't believe we left him there uh, because I just, I, I, it's, they've had a weird season. They've either been on it like crazy or they've had some, some, some dumpers as well, Billy. And I guess this is, I don't know if there's anything to make of it. Um, but were you surprised to see the five struggle that much? Well, when I heard Ross pick the five, I thought, Oh God, here we go. Bad luck's coming. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? Oh God! <laughs> Kiss of death, right, Billy? I'm right. just saying, we, Rob, you and I both have had our butts kicked in this. Uh, yeah, this is last true. Few weeks, so it's only fair. This is yeah. true. Um, some notables in the top ten: Christopher Bell is fourth. We'll just run them down: Bowman first, uh, Denny Hamlin second, Joey Logano third. Uh, Christopher Bell fourth, Martin Truex Jr. five, and again to do what he did to come back and and get fifth was was crazy. Uh, Almarola uh, finished sixth. Um, we're going to talk about SHR here in just a second. William Byron a strong finish in seventh. Kyle Busch making a top ten in eighth. Matt DiBenedetto finally Billy didn't step in dog shit all over the track. Um, no bad luck on the twenty one this year. Yeah, and, and I kind of expected him to be over and around that top ten, you know, this year possibly. And he, if it wasn't for bad luck, that son of a bitch wouldn't have any luck at all. Um, but he gets a, a, a ninth, and, and tenth goes to um, Austin Dillon. But here's where it gets very interesting for me, boys. The next four drivers who didn't make the top ten, I literally thought could win this race. And that was Ryan Blaney. I think, Rob, I think you may have picked Ryan Blaney or somebody did. Um, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, and Brad Keselowski finished 11th through 14th. And I just was I – would, I would have thought that those guys would have done better. This was a tougher race than, than what we thought. There was just – if you didn't get track position, you were in deep shit, Billy. And there was very few people that could move up and down the field. And uh, 18th was Kyle Larson, like we said. Um, Kevin Harvick in the twenty fourth uh, uh, and he was starting out to have a pretty good day, ran in a little bit of trouble. Um but but Rob I got a I got something for you here maybe you can expound on. Um okay. I heard this week that last year NASCAR found something in Stuart Haas Racing, specifically the four, um that had to do with the underbody and the area around the wheel well. And they they let it, from what I understand, they let it go last year, but they changed the rule for that part of the car or the underbody carriage, something, this year. And I've heard 
that Stuart Haas Racing, uh, specifically the four, has lost 40 pounds of downforce this year versus last year. Now, i got to ask you a question, Rob. One, is 40 pounds of downforce a big number? And two, do you have any idea? Uh, do you know about this? Has this been talked about by chance? Um, I don't know about that, but, uh, I mean, it wouldn't – it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I would find it difficult to believe that the entire organization wasn't doing it if it was that big a hitter. Yeah. Um, 40 pounds of downforce is monster. Yeah. With these cars, monster. Especially, and the thing to remember about downforce is underbody downforce is free. It's basically free downforce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything you can find underneath the car yeah. that adds to your – you know, adds to your downforce and doesn't add to your drag as much, you know, doesn't drag the car, but adds downforce. Um, yeah. That's monster numbers. Yeah. And like I said, anything underneath is free because it, it's, it, you know, you're, you're still going to get that air still moving underneath the car. Even, you know, it's not like, Hey, you know, you got this nice little shape here on the nose and this and that and blah, 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 blah. blah and then you get in traffic that goes away. Yeah. You know, or you've got this, or you've got that, or, or like, oh, yeah, you know, we're making good side force through the corner. Well, as soon as you put a car outside of you, you don't get that air on there. That side force don't mean shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so anything under body is big. So if that be the case, that would explain why they aren't the dominant force that they were. Yeah. And – that's, I mean, that's hard to believe, but uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's not possible. MRN uh, reported, and I think I told you, Billy, when I when I heard it, I was listening to MRN. Billy, you may have heard it too. Hell, I, I can't remember, but MRN reported that NASCAR found it last year, did not um, uh, uh, did did not change the rule until the off season. Um, and I and I called uh, Submarine Mike, who's now the biggest uh, Kevin Harvick fan, and he said that um, he heard Rodney Childers in some um, some interview that I think was a um, like a special interview, Billy, like for you know for fans or whatever they they did. I don't know what it was, but um, that Rodney Childers actually said that Kevin Harvick's car lost forty pounds of downforce from 2020 to 2021. Now, look, um, Kevin Harvick still has to drive the car like one of the best drivers that ever lived, and he did that last year. But it also kind of makes sense now. I'm sitting here trying to scratch my head why the hell Kevin Harvick, you know, I mean, hell, he's still in the top ten for Christ's sakes, but why he's not winning races. And if you're losing 40 pounds of downforce, that's a big, huge thing. And we can look up and down the field and kind of see, or up and down Stuart Haas Racing, they haven't been very good this year. Just last week we talked about it seems awful strange and something's going on. Well, I, I think maybe this is it. Um, it's, it's definitely yeah. something to watch for. case, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 40 pounds is – and I thought it was monstrous, but to hear Rob say it, um, that, that kind of cements, cements that thing. And if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, Kevin Harvick's a, a first ballot Hall of Fame driver and one of the best would ever do it, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it would – it would kind of it makes a little bit sense now, while uh, maybe he's not leading laps and and getting victories, but you know he's still up there fighting and contending. And and this is, I just thought that was a huge revelation. And I mean, all of us thought, well, this is weird. And 
I think maybe now we know we know what it was. But boys, we're going to um, my favorite racetrack. It is no secret that Talladega yeah. is Dano's number one racetrack. It's number one for uh, fan experience. Hell, I'd go there if there wasn't even a fucking race. In fact, I've been there before for two days when we didn't race, Billy, and we still had a damn good time. Um, <laughs> the first time I went there, we raced two on uh, we raced two on 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 Sunday. I'm sorry, we raced two on Sunday. We ran the uh, Xfinity you again. You might see that again this weekend. I'm going to say there's a good chance. There's a good chance we're going to see the Xfinity guys go after the Cup guys. But um, Billy, I, you and I both love this track. I believe our buddy Jimmy Wags is going to be live and in person, um, live and in person down there. But this is what we all been waiting for. We saw right off the gate, Daytona 500 got a, a brand new winner in the series, uh, a brand new winner for the year. Obviously started out. Michael McDowell and, and it, Michael McDowell has done a pretty damn good job for for them and that team to to hang in there where they're hanging. But Billy, I, I mean, is there any sense we can make of this thing? Are we just going to line them up and roll them out and see who crosses the finish line? <laughs> That's Talladega. You know, Talladega is a little bit better to me than Daytona. I mean, I like them both, but Talladega is definitely up on the list as far as better in my opinion. So. I, I can't wait, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't either. Um, you know, last time we went to Talladega it, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the, the first race, um, it wasn't uh, stellar. Um, it wasn't stellar last year. We're going to put that behind us, and we're going to move forward. Um, but, I, you know, the, the, the starting lineup is interesting because Kevin Harvick, uh, again, it really doesn't matter, you know, I guess. we Well, let's just go ahead and say that. It really doesn't matter at Talladega that much. But – um, you got Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Martin Truex, and William Byron uh, starting in the first four. Um, so you got uh, Hamlin and 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 Truex uh, one and three, and Joey Logano uh, two and four uh, two with with William Byron starting behind him. You got Alex Bowman and another damn Joe Gibbs Racing in sixth. Who is sixth? I had that number in the race pool this week. So Christopher Bell starts sixth. Oh, man, what about 16? 16 is Kevin Harvick. So, um, uh, you, you got uh, you got some some ways to go there, but you, you that's not bad. Uh, Ryan Newman, you boys starting 28 thanks to that uh, thanks to that Richmond uh, race you got there. But uh, the you know, we're good with that. Yeah, I was gonna say Ryan's gonna stay that back actually, there until he decides he's done. That actually saves us a lot of trouble early in the race. Yeah, um, he likes I, to be in the back for the. Yep. He likes to be in the back for the first two stages. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, it, like I said, it really doesn't matter what what the worst place to be, Billy, is is probably twelfth through twentieth. That that's probably the worst place to be. I mean, if you're sitting there at sixteenth and you're smack dab well, in the middle, you're kind of screwed. I. I I was I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because and I, I'm sorry to just jump right in here like this. No, go ahead. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because the big thing it it cannot be safe up front. It all depends yep, on yep. who's got their head on their shoulders and for how long. Yep. Um, and a lot of these cats. I mean, if everybody plays nice early, you can see a good race. Yeah. But the race isn't going to get won in the middle of stage two. That's right. You're not going to win the race in the middle of stage two. You don't need to go four or five wide 
three, three, three deep in the middle of stage two. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be over super aggressive in the middle of, you know, 30 to go. And really, and this goes with what you were saying, Talladega is a little bit better for the simple fact that it's wider. You know, you can go three wide. Hell, you can go four wide successfully. It's not recommended, but you can do it. Three wide is not an issue, and it happens a lot. But you still have to keep your head on the shoulders because it doesn't matter how good you are on lap 100. It matters how good you are on lap 188. That's where it matters. And that's a good point because who was it? Keselowski in the Daytona 500 that wrecked so damn early, Billy. I can't remember now, but I think it was the the two got wrecked out like in that the first was one race. Lap. Keselowski was wrecked out, and uh, like he was going live from his house to watch the end of the race. Yeah, and I know Ricky Stenhouse Jr. spun himself out like on lap five or some stupid shit. Um, you know, one time and, and, but, but, but Rex at the beginning of the field, I mean, I, hell, that's, that, that's, they happen quite frequently and, um, we can, we see that. And so if you're between, let's just say, um, 14th and 25th, I mean, you're almost in no man's land. I mean, I just, yeah, I agree with you, Dan. That's definitely the danger zone on the regular. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I know every time I see. Dale Jr. in 16th, I'd like either drop your ass back 10 spots or get your fucking ass in front. Yep. Don't yeah. stay right there. You, you've got nowhere to go if something happens in front of you. And, and now with the way we got to block and we got to take the air off of people, uh, it, it's not a question of if those guys are going to get close to each other. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, uh, who is it thinking uh, early enough. Yeah, because it's, it's going to happen. You just got to be able – you just got to be smart enough to uh, to realize it's early in the race, and then hope nobody is up underneath you pushing you, and you have the op- the the ability to to miss it. So it's it's uh it's it's re- the reason why it's one of my favorite tracks. Like Rob said, it's wide. You can when you're sitting there, Billy. I, I, hell, I did um 188 damn squats the first race I went to because every time <laughs> they came up down the, the front stretch, I stood up on the edge. I stood up and went, damn, look at that, and then I sat back down. And um uh you know about every Every minute and uh, about, about every minute and twenty seconds or whatever it was, I was doing a full squat, and um, uh, it's a good way to exercise while you're drinking beer. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, the only boring race, the only boring lap on that race is the first lap when they're winding yep. her up. The rest yep. of it, you're on the edge yeah. of your seat. You know, they'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. And uh, when that big uh, when that big tractor trailer uh, rolls through there, with a flag on it, son, I get goosebumps oh, every damn time. Uh, holy shit, makes me um, God, it makes me excited. There, there's nothing against me, even the Daytona 500. And I can pick one race to go to. It's gonna be Talladega. I love that place. Uh, it, it's like. Uh, Talladega is for beer drinkers and hell raisers, and Daytona is for uh, cheese and crackers and wine people. Uh, it's, it's, um, and not that there's anything wrong with either one of them, but shit, you're gonna smell like firewood and uh, uh, firewood and uh, and Bermuda grass uh, when you're at when you're at Talladega, and that's my kind of place, Billy. Yeah, yeah I agree. The only, like you said, the only thing is you hear is a. Uh... The only few laps when you hear all them idiots hollering roll tide. 
Yeah, yeah. If, if we could get rid of that, that would be uh, that would be always. If we get rid of the roll tide, roll damn tide. Every time I hear that, I, I want to punch somebody in the fucking face. Um, but that's where you remember Billy that when when I went to Talladega that time, um, I was worried about all those Alabama fans getting yeast infections because all them dudes wear those Daisy Dukes. And it was hot as hell. It's probably 95 degrees, and I'm sure all those frat boys went back with yeast infections. Oh, boy. Yeah, with their George. Yeah. Yeah, with their – yeah, the Daisy Dudes. That's what I call them. Um, uh, those those poor fuckers need, need some help. But other than that, it's a fantastic time. I love it. Rob, are we ever going to change tires there or, or, or oh, right-side yeah. tires? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can – I mean, a lot of it will depend on – Fuel. Um, I mean, if you need to take a full load of fuel, you might as well put four tires on it. Um, But also a lot of it, too, is is, and what you've seen here as of late is, and I say late as in the last couple years, is now it's not pitting with the group you're running with. It's pitting as a manufacturer. You know, and you see it. You see it every speedway race. All right, the Chevrolets are pitting on lap, you know, 60 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and the Fords will pit on lap 62, and the Toyotas will pit on lap 49 or something, you know. And they line it up by manufacturer, and it depends on what everybody wants to do. You know, it could be, well, we only need this much gas to get to the stage break, so we're going to take one can, so we'll put two tires on it. Or you'll just take fuel only or something like that. A lot of it depends on where you are in the stage and what everybody wants to do as far as, timing on the racetrack where the rest of the group is. If you can get away with just putting one can in and two tires on and you save that much ground where you can stay ahead of that other group or, or run them down faster, then that's what you'll do. It's, it is a huge strategy game when it comes to green flag stops there. Huge. Yeah. And, and that's what the, um, you know, the first time Billy that we were sitting there and um, uh, sorry, the first time we were sitting there and we watched uh, all them Fords come in, and the first thing we said was, well, now why the hell hasn't everybody been doing that for for all time? Yeah. Um, it makes so much sense. And to see the Fords do it, that one time we saw them, it was absolutely um, absolutely ridiculous, but, but awesome to see. It brings a whole new different – different uh, uh, strategies of sport, the one that I particularly love. Now, I gave Rob the opportunity to go first last week. He chose not to. Billy, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first this week uh, to see if you would like to pick your winner and your dark horse. I'm not sure there's an advantage or a disadvantage to picking here, but uh, you're up if you want it, bud. Uh, well, I'm going to take the full advantage of it and take this one off the board before you all get the opportunity. Joey Logano. All right, Billy Bradley's got the 22. And I'm going with the 14 to Chase Briscoe. Wow. One of the biscuits, son. I, you I have just gone. Uh, holy shit, Billy Bradley. Uh, you you coming to play here. You're coming to do work. All right, Rob Loeb, sure up, bud. Who you got? Uh, uh, YRB, Young Ryan Blaney. 12. Yep. And well, man, I hate to do this to him, but I got to take the four. That's a good pick. You got to take the four. You got to take the four. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, you, you have to if he's on the board. I mean, he's Kevin Harvick. 
um, he's, he's the best driver in the field. And, I don't want to uh, jinx the guy, but I mean, he's, yeah, he is rock solid. He's rock solid everywhere he goes. So, I mean, it, he's got more wins than anybody driving, and it doesn't seem like a smart idea to leave him off, um, yeah, especially when, when those guys need to uh, need to get something going. Well, I, I, this is um, one of them things where I, I'm not sure uh, of the guys left. I, I think it's crazy not to take the 11. Um, yeah. I think I, I got to take the 11. Uh, the 22's off the board. The 12's off the board. The four's off the board. The eleven makes sense to me. You know, Kyle Busch isn't all that all that great there. Um, to be to be honest with you, I, and I, I really think somebody from Hendrick Motorsports is going to come up there and do it. And since um, Denny Hamlin hasn't won yet, I, he's actually my dark horse. I, right. I, it's either William Byron or or, or Alex Bowman, and I, and I think I'm going to pick the forty eight to carry a little bit of momentum going there and um, and and see how see how those guys do i feel like an idiot for leaving chase elliott off um you know because but but think of the guys who haven't won yet this year kurt bush is a damn beast there brad kizalowski yep. is a beast there i mean you got a yep. bunch of good drivers left and it's uh but that's why i love talladega boys uh, all of us could be wrong uh or all of us could be could be not right but there ain't any of us wrong when it comes yeah. to talladega um and it's yeah. uh it's just a wild, good thing. Now, Rob, when are you guys headed out there to the track? Uh, we we it's a in and out show. We're in on Sunday morning and wow, so racing Sunday afternoon. Uh, the weather looks looks lousy there Saturday, yep. so I think that plays a role with the Xfinity guys. Yep. Um, might might see another doubleheader. They might run before us. Uh, I mean, I think we start it. One o'clock. I think we start one o'clock Vega yep. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's conceivable you could run the Xfinity race after hours. Yeah. Um, maybe. But maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it, it's a saying, long race. But maybe I think not. Gonna see. I think you're gonna. Yeah. If it if it goes haywire and you're, you know, with reds or long cautions, et cetera. I mean, it could drag it out. Uh, yeah. But just looking at the weather report right now, I think you're looking at a doubleheader Sunday. Well, let me put it to you this way, Rob. They're they're calling for the possibility of severe weather Saturday. And, and listen, I know everybody likes to go out there and camp. I've done the same thing. Uh, camping at Talladega when when that shit rolls through, very dangerous. Is dangerous, and it's and it's not a good time. And uh, and I mean this with all sincerity. Anybody who's going out there. Um, please uh, take shelter when when you when you hear it's coming because it's coming through there. I don't think they're going to race at all um, Saturday. I think they're going to have uh, rain from before dawn till um, probably six o'clock at night, and we ain't starting to race there at six o'clock at night. So no. uh, we're going to have a brand new green track, uh, and we're going to race two on on Sunday. Is is my guess, but boys. It's Talladega. Um, it's not just crazy. a race. It's Talladega. For Rob Oaks, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Let's go see a hell of a race, boys. Good luck. Stay right. safe, Rob. Appreciate it. Enjoy, everyone. Yeah.